Welcome to Politics and Tactics. Today we got a great show for you and we're live from FDIC here with my co-host Dave Polykoff who taught on Monday? Monday. Taught on Monday. How many people in your class? 74. 74 people. 74 people paid to go see Dave Polykoff. What was the name of your class? Uh, It was Command Under Fire. Talking about incident command and uh, running command. Uh, Talking about uh, how line officers fit into it and then actually if they're interested in promoting up uh, what it's going to be like to be in the battalion vehicle to run incident command. And one of the great things about Dave's class is he actually puts the mic in the participant's hand so they can give those radio reports. So thanks for having a great workshop. And we're also here with Jim Silvernail, the author of Suburban Fire Tactics, a contributing author to Command Presence. Did I get the name right? You got it right. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So. Jim has uh, been a leader at FDIC for years. And when are you teaching, Jim? I'm teaching tomorrow morning at 10.30. 10.30? And what's your class? Uh, tomorrow is Adaptive uh, Suburban Truck Company. Okay. So if they don't have a truck company, they can still go to your class? That's right. That, and that's the whole premise of the whole class. See? You don't have to go Look now. at that. You've already figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> and who do, who do we have with this you? Is this Chief, is Chief uh, Steve Olschweger. He's from our county, from St. Louis County, where I'm from, uh, the Maryland Heights uh, Fire Protection District Chief. And uh, he's here today to help me talk about uh, the subject that you asked me to come to. So uh, welcome, Steve. Thank you. Steve, now the program is called Backstoppers. W- what's the history behind the Backstoppers? Correct. And I believe it was 1959, a group of um, businessmen in the St. Louis area got together, formed the Backstoppers organization, which helps any families that are involved in a line of duty death or a catastrophic injury. And they provide funding for pay off the house, cars, put the kids through school, through college and uh, follow them all the way along so the surviving spouse or family member doesn't have to all of a sudden one day think, oh my God, how am I going to pay for the house, my car, my kids, things like that. So this is about taking care of each other. And is this just for the fire department? Does it encompass all first responders in your area or is it It, just for the fire department? No, it's for fire, police, EMS, and uh, it's 28 counties in the St. Louis Missouri region. Plus, it goes a little bit into Illinois since we border right there at the river. And uh, it's a phenomenal organization. And there are so many people that support it. We're we're very fortunate. So now is this like Tunnels to Towers, which does a great job that we've had on this show where they're paying off the mortgage or is this the mortgage and more? It's mortgage and more. And Jim is uh, one of the board of directors for Backstoppers, following in his father's footsteps, who was a very big proponent as well for many years. But no, it it's, pays the mortgage, the cars, school, uh, whatever bills basically that any normal family would have. Backstopper steps in and takes care of that just to take one less burden off the surviving spouse or family members. So, Jim, your dad's got to be proud of you. You're carrying on a legacy that he was a part of starting or a part of. Well, so, you know, he, he didn't start it, but he was definitely one of the one of the contributing advisory board members. He was a big face of the backstop. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. You just lose <laughs> yeah, the wrong with yeah, it. No, know? no. I'd like to say he started, but it started in 59. That would make me pretty old. So okay. I don't want to. 
But no, he was a huge member of the organization, and I was just humbled uh, to be asked to take his uh, spot on the advisory board. There's about 30 people on our on our board of directors that oversee. And like Steve was saying, <clears throat> we come in, you have a line of duty death. We know we're not going to replace your loved one. We, we know that no matter how much financial you know backing we have, we know that you're... We're, we're never going to replace that individual, and that's not really our goal. Our goal is to help you to get through the next steps of your life, you know, to, to remove that anxiety of any type of fiscal responsibility that you might have. You know, like like we said, you have debt, it's gone. You know, we come in that day. I, I've, I've had to not I've had the misfortune, but it's been bittersweet to actually be, to be on one of those um, delivery days where you actually see the, the family. You, you look in their eyes and you say your debt's gone. You know, this is a horrible day for you, but we don't want you to worry about any type of financial burdens. They're done. And uh, it, it really is, you know, it's very humbling. It, it's one of the most proud things I do um, to be on that board. Steve, Steve is actually on our Guns and Hoses board, so they work together. So just to let you know, the Backstoppers put, uh, we, are, we currently take care of about 90 families with about 75 dependents. Uh, we've That's taken, a significant number. Of it people. is. We've taken care of over 200 families since 1959, uh, but that number we spend approximately 2.5 million dollars a year, and the only way that that's possible is through the community. And the St. Louis community comes out every year. Uh, we have guns and hoses on the night before Thanksgiving, and uh, the last two years we put out a million that we made a million dollars each night or each year for that event. Uh, and like I said, you want to talk about guns and hoses? Yeah, and what it is, it's a charity boxing match. So police officers, first firefighters, or paramedics. Can we get police- Jim and Brian? <laughs> hey, we, oh, we, we said it here at we, FDIC yeah. live. I don't, I don't think Brian Zates has yeah. the keynote. Yes. We're all looking forward to it. You're his chief and mentor. What about a uh, celebrity boxing match? I think uh, we could make that happen. I can for produce. You. I think yes. you're a little too selective for that, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but it's a great we sell it out every year. It's it's the biggest event in St. Louis, always on the night before Thanksgiving, like Jim said. And oh, so uh, everybody's coming home for it, the holidays. Yes. So it and is a great time. We fill it's where one of our sports arenas, so we, we fill that and uh again the donations all go to the backstoppers and like Jim said, the last two years we've hit a million dollars plus, and uh, and we're fortunate too because again the corporate community in the St. Louis area is very first responder friendly and helps tremendously. Is this something that the Titans help out with? The ti- no, but uh, we'd like to get them involved in this. Okay. Anybody, but uh, you know, it, 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 and it and this is very tangible. You know, as a fire chief for me because you know I I, I you know I, I know that we're never going to take the risk out of what we do. But knowing that, you know, my people, at least that their financial needs could be met in the case of catastrophic injury really is, I, I don't want to say it, it feel, it's a great assur- reassurance because I never want that to happen. But it is an assurance to know that at least I'll be taken care of in case it's something really bad were to happen. And, you know, Steve, unfortunately, had that experience back in 2019. And this hits really ho- home with him. Um, he had one of his firefighters have a line of duty death after a training incident. Or no, yeah, it was after training, right? Right. After running several calls and training, it was a cardiac event, but unfortunately, 42 years old. And uh, um, I had either, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate experience, though, to go with the Backstoppers board that presents that first check, like Jim said. And uh, it is very humbling to at least know that while we can't bring that 
loved one back, we could at least start them on the right path with some financial help. And, uh, um, you know, we also, the organization provides counseling and things like that, that we'll pay for again, for the kids, for the family members. And, uh, it's, uh, it, it is very humbling. It, it's the best insurance policy. We hope we never have to use. That's a great way of putting it, but he put it, um, he put it better than I could. Yeah. But it's, it, at least we know it's there for our folks. And, um, most of our folks at all of our departments are members as well. There's a membership that you can buy. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very fortunate again in our region, all of our members see the great things that it does. And, uh, so the individual firefighters and cops can buy, buy in, have a little buy in. They can have buy in, mm -hmm. but it, so we, we, we want them to be members and take ownership in this phenomenal organization, but you don't have to be a member to receive the benefits. And that's right. one of the main things we have to point out. It's like, right. We want you to be involved in this, but you're still going to have, you know, the benefits come to you. But uh, just have one quick uh, success story. So we have had some success stories with, and, and, and like I said, there's nothing successful about having a line of duty death. Everything is horrible, but uh, our prosecuting attorney in, in the St. Louis County, his father was shot and killed in the line of duty uh, in the 59 or 60, 60s, 60, yeah, 60s, 60s. Uh, in St. Louis city. Uh, we put him through law school. I didn't, obviously, but the backstoppers put him through law school and he became a prosecuting attorney for years. Wow. Yeah. That's just a great success. Yeah. Us. Right. Yes. But uh, we, we have numerous. So it's tangible. You can see the success. Yes. You talk to the people and firefighters and cops know that somebody's taking care of their family. God forbid. So when it comes to funding, you, you have donations. Um, and the community donates the business and things like that. Uh, is, do you have any other source of revenue stream that comes in? I mean, are you a five hundred one c three type charity? Yeah. So we 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 don't we don't all we have are basically memberships, mm -hmm. and we got the fundraisers throughout the community. The guns and hoses obviously is the biggest one, but uh, it, it's amazing the people that come out and support the backstoppers. Uh, the brand the brand has really established itself in St. Louis in the St. Louis area. Every little kid that has a you know bake sale, almost like what do you want to what do you want to donate to? And they're basically the backstoppers always comes up. Right, car washes, bola I mean, fines, kind of like the old muscular dystrophy right. things that we used to see sure. for so many years. And in our region, yeah, like Jim said, they're well, they're yeah. donating well, whoa, whoa, whoa. to the. This is politics and tactics, and you can't throw out MDA <laughs> that was without a, anybody. That's a whole show in itself. If thing. you're if you're out there collecting for MDA. Ask the International Association of Firefighters <laughs> why they were taking over a million dollars a year from sick kids. It's the politics so, part. Um, that's yeah. the politics. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll so, leave that so part want, to you. Yeah. Our, no, our I'm viewers, just saying, our viewers yeah. have been yeah. so inundated um, with what's going on. And it looks like because of shows like this, publications, and member outrage, that it appears by the LM2 filings that the International Association of Firefighters is not taking that money anymore. And the money is going to sick and dying kids. So, but we got to continue to hold them accountable. And I look forward to reviewing their LM2s recently. That's a federal Department of Labor filing to make sure the money is going to the charity. Because it's supposed to be about the kids. It's supposed sure. to be. 100%. We can guarantee yeah. the money to the backstoppers does go to the backstoppers. And there's no, you know, no nobody else putting their hand in any till or anything. It's going to where it yeah. needs to be going. So what's the so. administrative? Do you know off the top of your head? I want to say it's in the high eight. I'm not quite sure, uh, Frank, but I know it's we 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 publish that. Obviously, we okay. follow the rules. It's sure. I think it's in the high eighties, if I'm not correct. 
And yeah. is there yeah. an administrator that runs? Yes. Yeah. So he's a yeah. former one of the former colonels of our St. Louis County Police Department, Colonel Ron Battelle. Phenomenal individual. If you ever come, I'll introduce you. But yeah. I do want so one of the one of the, you'll going back to politics. No, I'm just kidding. Not the politics no, no, part, no. but that's why we're here. One of the uh, one of the things I want you to come to St. Louis is actually uh, one of our fundraisers is a bourbon and a cigar outing, I, I like which that. I know I has think, your interest. I, I, like I never want the hate mail to stop. Yeah. You know, maybe the <laughs> fire engineering radio show might be able to sponsor you and I to fly out there. I think that's a great I think idea. that'd be a great idea. We need to work on it. <laughs> We'd love to have you. So, Peter and Mark Howell. So when we talk about 100%. funding for you guys, you know, you're in the St. Louis area. How can members that are listening to this program right now that are in that area, how can they donate to you guys? Do you have a website or anything like that? You can get on the website, find the Backstoppers, Inc. I don't have the actual. I don't know exact. Yeah. But, so uh, just Google Backstoppers. We'll, we'll get Peter yeah. and the great team at Fire Engineering to post the link to Backstoppers Absolutely. after the show. Just get it. We'll make sure that we post it up so that everybody Everybody knows about it. That would be amazing. I have to ask because it was brought up. Um, is the charity audited every year? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And oh, yeah. Anybody who pays dues can see that audit? 100%. Yes. And that's all we ask. Yeah. We yes. want to be able to... What? I'm getting signed. You got to sit, you gotta sit closer. I got to sit yeah. closer to the mic. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. Um, we just want members that can that are paying money and the public that are donating it to have that confidence and realize that there's transparency. And what's really great about these types of charities is that they can actually see the success of actually helping kids. Because every firefighter and every cop, you know, I don't know a firefighter yeah. or a cop who wouldn't make their wife a widow or their husband a widow no. and their kid no. apparently and, and we just they serve. Two weeks ago, had a, a dinner. So the Backstoppers uh -huh. does a yearly dinner. And one of the children of one of the fallen uh, first responders, firefighter, uh, got up and gave a nice little speech about her education and what she's able to do and continue her career path due to the Backstoppers paying, you know, her college way. And, and it was, you know, it was a tearjerker. You know, you sit there and uh, this, what was she, 18, 19 year old girl that now, you know, we all know can follow her her path of what she wanted to do. And uh, it's all because of the backstoppers since her father was a line of duty death and her mom wouldn't have been able to afford it on her own. So it, it was very heartwarming to sit there and if, listen to her. If anybody makes a contribution, would that be considered a taxable write off? Yeah, taxes. I, I believe so. I believe yeah. so okay. too. Yeah. I, so, yeah. so now that we have all the facts, if you're living in this area and you don't give, you're a bad person. So you need to make sure <laughs> that you, there's no excuse yes. not to give to these uh, gentlemen's organization. It's obviously doing great stuff. You know, we we know about Tunnels to Tower, which helps uh, a, a area, uh, a large area for military, police, and fire. Um, we have the Heroes Foundation in the Washington metropolitan area that does the same thing for uh, for uh, police and fire. And uh, what you guys are doing is is unbelievable. You know, we've we've had a line of duty death in my county um, and it, it's terrible to obviously there's nothing good about any of it, even exactly. the information that comes out after the, the, the report and anything like that. But knowing that you're taking care of <clears throat> the spouse, you're taking care of the kids. Um, one last thing for them to worry about as they as they try to put some their life back together and, and kind of find out what's normal after an event like that. So and for firefighters and cops, it's great to know that they can take something out of their check and give to something that could potentially benefit their family. Hopefully not. Um, right, we correct. were shooting the Mayday DVD for fire engineering, and we staged a funeral inside a funeral home. And I had the funeral director, and I didn't know what he was going to say, kind of say a few words. And it was 
I mean, it's almost common sense, but it just kind of hit me when he said it. And he said, when people walk into this room, the only thing they wish they had was more time. And it was just like, you, wow. you know, there's not a firefighter or cop out there who thinks that it's going to happen to them, but it happens. Right. And it only takes a tenth of a second. And organizations that are responsible, that are willing to put their books up, that are willing to do volunteer. How many volunteers are making this happen? You're sacrificing for your family to make sure that these events go off. But this is what it's really about. It's about taking care of each other. Absolutely. The the hardest thing, and I know Steve can say the same thing. The hardest thing that I have to do as a fire chief is pinning day. You know, when I when I hire a young kid, last kid I hired was 21 years old, which is unbelievable to me. Born after 9-11. I mean, if you can believe that, it kind of dates us. But, you know, I hired this kid and I looked at his family and I do this every every pinning. I looked them after we're done. I said, look, this is a two-way street. Your son promises to give me his best, but I also promise to keep your kids safe. And, and if he had a wife or, you know, I'd tell him the same thing. But, you know, you know, we 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 try to do that and we try to, to make them as safe as possible. But we all know that we can't take the risk out of this job. And there's there's going to be a time. If you do this, it's like Top Gun, right? If you fly long enough, this is going to happen. If you're in this business long enough, you're going to know a story or you're going to know somebody that has fallen in the line of duty. And that's why the Backstoppers is there, really. I mean, I try to fulfill my promise, but they're really behind us, making a little bit more behind it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we're fortunate. We have so many volunteers, first responders for like this Guns and Hoses event that come out. And we actually have our first meeting uh, June 6th. You know, the event is in November, but we're already starting to plan it. It's that big. And uh, we'll have 50 volunteers there on June 6th, ready to go to make sure this thing is the yeah. success that it's been. And just think what last. you could do if you have the opening of Jim versus <laughs> Chief against Chief. I mean, that would be phenomenal. I will bring it to the director's attention that <laughs> I'm going to uh, make sure that there's been happen. a challenge. Yes, yes. <laughs> Going back to the auditing, so that you'll find this interesting. So just to let you know, the kind of the people that are on the board, not just it's not just firefighters, fire chiefs, police chiefs, but we do have some pretty good, interesting people on our board. So the treasurer, our new treasurer, is uh, Judge Mary Russell. She's actually one of my residents in Kirkwood. She's she's a phenomenal person, but she sits on the Missouri uh, Supreme Court. So she, when she comes home from Jeff City, which is our state capital. Uh, she sees she's our treasurer, which is outstanding. Tremendous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That instills a little bit of confidence. An yes. honest judge. <laughs> are you, are you she's joking? Not are you joking? No, no, I don't believe so. Okay, good. Yeah. That's what we like to see. Yeah. Honest judges. We yeah. need more of them. We need more. And Washington DC, you said has a program, Dave? Yeah. The, uh, the heroes foundation and, and, and we would, it was one of the, the, uh, organizations that I would give to, um, we would do that United Way uh, thing every year where you could start, you know, you could give a certain amount of money uh, to your check or from your check uh, towards whatever you decide that the, in the United Way campaign you want to give to. And the Heroes Foundation was always part of that, you know, and it's something you hope you never have to use. But knowing that, you know, and I was a little younger, that if something would happen to me, you know, my parents would have been compensated, um, you know, everything would have been taken care of. They wouldn't have had to shell out a penny uh, for, for anything that happened to me. And, and then, uh, you know, obviously after 9-11, the Tunnels to Tower, I think is probably one of the top um, uh, organizations out there where I want to say at least, what, 98, 95 cents of each dollar goes to uh, to that organization. It's run by, it's strictly run by volunteers. And, and uh, they've done some really good work, you know, with, with um 
the uh, you know Josh and, and Frederick, um, Chris Lutman, who was a volunteer at Kent Land, he was an FDNY firefighter, he's also in the Marines, he was killed in the line of duty in the Marines, and uh, they they helped his family out as That's well. So these organizations is paramount. People need to understand that what, what we do is dangerous and that we would sacrifice ourselves for them. And uh, it's it's nothing for them just to give a little bit back to make sure that our sacrifice is never going to be in vain. So I applaud you, what you guys are doing, especially with the volunteer hours that you put in there. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, Chief, what are you looking forward to at FDIC? Are you out for the week? Yeah, I am. I am. Everything. The great classes that, of course, Jim and you guys teach. And uh, the exhibits, you know, it's always fun to walk through and kind of have a wish list of, uh, you know, we wish we had more money so we could get this or that. But uh, um, it's just nice to keep up with the uh, new technology. And uh, and again, the classes, you, you can't beat the venue for the instructors. You know, you get every who's who fire instructor in one location and uh, we were joking earlier tomorrow morning there's three or four classes that a bunch of us want to go to they're all at the same time unfortunately so you know i think we'll each go to one and make it um, easy just yeah. Both, yeah i'll go to mine well you are on that list you are on that li- you are one of them you do yes. like the numbers yes so uh yeah but no it, it's uh it's just everything you get uh you know Wish it was two weeks. Wish we could stay here two weeks with all this. The more so. people you bring to my class tomorrow, the less people I have to have Dave go out and grab homeless. Bring <laughs> there you go. All right. So, That's a deal. You know, That's a deal. To, and you're going to get, get him to fight. So, yeah, you know, yeah. We're all set. Heck, I have to come. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you looking for? Well, I got to tell you, it's a weird year, as you know. And, uh, I, I, you know, we can't forget about Bobby. You know, it's, it's going to be a hard year not seeing him walk the halls. And it's surreal. And, uh you know, we had the fortune of going to, you know, his services in, in, this, in early January and see everybody get together. And I know we got a great memorial here Wednesday night, but it's going to be, uh, like I said, it's just going to be surreal knowing that he's not in this hallway. But, you know, his spirit's here. But I, I am looking forward to the new boss. I'll put out a new, uh, you know, a shout out to the new boss, David Rhodes. I'm excited to see what he's going to do for, you know, for fire engineering and for the organization. And uh uh, I'm looking forward to see, you know, see what's going to happen. And I know as you you are too, uh, we both sit on the FDIC advi- and the Fire Engineering Advisory Board. So we're excited to see some things maybe. And um, yeah, so. Yeah, Bobby left a foundation. 100%. So Dave Rhodes can build upon it. And that's a great way to look at it. It's beyond sad and yeah. on a purely selfish thing. Uh, Bobby was the one who pushed me to write the book he wrote the culmination for the book and it's kind of, you know, kind of dampered it all down that these are his last published words. And, you know, it's an honor to have him in that book, but it's so sad not to see him here, but his legacy lives on with every firefighter, every career, every volunteer, every firefighter that he touched here at FDIC to inspire them with some passion to go out there and just be a little bit better. And also the people that he inspired through his writing, which his writing was second to none. So unreplaceable. Dave? Um, yeah, looking forward to you know, the, the networking ability in, in this is, is unbelievable. You know, having the the caliber of instructors and even new instructors under one roof is is amazing. You're not going to be able to get that anywhere else where you can you know pay your fee and actually be at one place as opposed to have to travel all over the country if you wanted to see a lot of these guys. Um, 
it's so humbling to walk into a classroom and knowing the people are there that are sitting down to, to specifically see you. It's, it's a little overwhelming, but uh, being able to to come back here, invited back to speak again is is uh, it's just beyond uh, words for me. Uh, but I enjoy going, you know, sitting in in class. I like going to your class because I think you're one of the only ones that can use profanity and get away with no, it. No, I don't use it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, but to get to see, you know, Nick, Nick's up here and he's going to be giving his class. Dave's here. He's, he's doing his class. Um, so I'm going to do my best to try to drop into all of it. And then, uh, you know, un- you know, fortunately we get to, you know, this clown wrote a book and uh, was 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 uh, honored to be a little part of it and uh, really looking forward to uh, seeing what people have to say about that. I know it's uh, it's going to be a I know my mom bought a copy, guys. so I'm, I'm like right where I need to be. I, I hit that threshold. Right. But I'm really looking yeah. forward to just networking with the people that you don't get to see, but maybe once a year, text them back and forth, maybe some emails, but really get to kind of go out and, and have a couple of uh, iced teas and Kool-Aid and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and, just to just to catch up in networking, it's it's you just can't get it anywhere else. And well, Jim, that, your book's still available in the bookstore. It's still available. Uh, in fact, uh, we're, I'm going to start working on the second edition, but uh, we published in 2013, and uh, it's still viable. Hopefully, hopefully you you go out and you still see uh, usefulness out of it. But uh, well, it's found on a lot of promotional exams. It, it so. is. So it's been used every once in a while. I'll see you know where it's been picked up on a, a promotional exam, and uh, you know it's it's we're we're you know. We don't do this to make you, you don't write books to make money, as you know, you do it for a contribution. And every once in a while, you'll get that email. Hey, you know, you, you helped me through this or, um, you know, what did you mean when you even when people ask you questions about what you mean? It's like, hey, holy cow. You know, it's like when you were a kid, you remember reading about John Norman, you know, and right. now all of a sudden, you know, you got your name on a fire engineering book. I mean, that's that's a heck of an accomplishment, Frank. So as then, I told then you, John Norman saying, "Hey, good yeah. book, Frank." Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's definitely worth its price. And goal. that was my first fire service yeah. book that I read was John Norman's Tactic Corps. He got me promoted twice. I can honestly tell you that reading that book. But that's got to be a good feeling knowing that somebody's used your book, read it, and said, "Hey, your book helped me get promoted." Right. Or, "Hey, your book is part of our required reading on the promotional." Exam. Right. The fact that you know you're making a contribution, and like you said, I've never written a book, but I know you're not in it to make a million dollars, just like being in the fire service. Yeah. But the fact that people can get something from your words to me is pain would be payment enough for me. We I mean, believe the in the dollars, free market. The million dollars would be nice. But, uh, right. I mean, this is the free market. This is America. But right? just to have somebody just to say, yeah. you know, the words that you wrote is good. And and I really learned something from that. And, and you know, that's a good payment. But the million dollars is also probably pretty yeah. good. All right. Well, let's just do last words at FDIC. Hope everybody enjoys the show. Uh, Steve, go ahead. I, again, yeah, like you say, hope everybody does enjoy it. It's the networking is uh, invaluable. You can't beat it. And uh, just going to be a great week as always. If you're here and you, if you're not here, get here some year because this will make your career. I know it made my career. I started coming here uh, when I was a young fireman and it caught on and I had the fortunate of, you know, opportunity to keep coming back. And I really think it defined my career. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I have a lot more to learn and that's why I'm back. But, uh, you know, do get here, get out, take as many classes as you can, network. I think it's invaluable, the people that you meet here, you'll never meet these people. Like, like you, you got to get outside your box. It, it's just phenomenal. The people that I met, I never thought I'd meet in this world. And I just, I just feel so blessed because of that fact. 
Um, but you know, like I said, network, um, I like what you said about getting the new talent. It always excites me to see the new talent that comes through these doors. Cause you got to remember, and that's one thing that chief Norman told me is look, the fire service has been here 250 years. You're passing it down to somebody else who's going to be the next up and comer. Let them, you know, be the next up and comer. Let them be the one that's going to make this fire service great. And, you know, just walk in the halls. And I remember the year that Nick Papa broke in. I was like, oh, this kid's going to be phenomenal. Look at me, wrote a book two years ago. Um, you know, there's just so many of those guys out here that who's the next one this year? I don't know. Hopefully we'll, we'll know them real quick. But Well, that's the difference with FDIC. This yeah. is a conference that people, Indianapolis, great restaurants, great city. But firefighters come here for the conference and we enjoy the city and help the local economy and the nightlife as well. But this conference is about the conference. Would you agree? Absolutely. You see other places. It's about the location. You go to the conference so you can go do something else. People come to Indianapolis to come here to this conference and then go enjoy the surrounding area. Yeah. And, and you know, to, to, to tag on what he said. If you haven't come to FDIC, you have to come to FDIC. You can just meet the people. I remember the first year that I came, I actually was was in a bar with you and John Norman's talking to me. Hey, man, how's things going? I heard your class was really good. This is a guy that I've been reading about. These are our baseball stars. These, you know, these are our baseball card collectors. And, and, and uh, yes. to be having a conversation with the guy who knows who I am, it's like just kind of blew me away. But to be able to network, find somebody that, that's new that maybe you don't know, sit in on their class. Don't be afraid to give out your phone number, your email, and, and you make these network connections and you, 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 you'd never know where it's going to go. You start getting phone calls like, hey, I'm writing a book. Would you mind writing a chapter for me? I'm like, man, I'll be honored. You know, um, and, and you just never know who you're going to meet. And the things that you learn, like you said, get out of your box, get out of your silo. Just because you work in a large metropolitan department doesn't mean that you can't learn something from somebody who's in a, in a town that has 800 people. You know, they experience the same things that we experience in the larger organizations, Mm -hmm. but um, they have to do it with less people. So there's always something to learn out here. Get out here, learn something, network. And everybody here at FDIC is really approachable. So it's not just like this quick meeting back and forth. It's you meet, you talk, you exchange information and six months can go by and I could call Jim up and say, hey, you got a policy on this? You got any experience with this piece of equipment? It goes beyond, and each year it's kind of like a, a reunion here at FDIC. You see why this is the greatest career in the world this week, because like you say, all of the people that are approachable that you read about or you see on these podcasts or social media, you actually get to sit down and have one-on-ones with them. And if you're into this job, this is the place to be 100%. Absolutely. Well, that's it for today's Politics and Tactics. And if you happen to be at FDIC, stop by and pick up Jim's book or stop by and pick up Command Presence like Mr. Wallingford's going to do out there in the in the gallery. <laughs> so uh, we'd love to see you. Love to talk to you at FDIC. And that's it.